Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We got another series recap, a full week of games. Some teams swept, others got swept. That's how it works. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you guys very much for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit on this Friday afternoon as we recap the week that was. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me, I got Jake. We got Trevor Plouffe coming here from California and BBD in the corner producing his butt away. This episode is brought to you some very brought to you by some very special patrons. Ben Colpine. Joe Duffy, I know that one, Dan Peters, and Ian Jaffe? Jaff? I'm going to go Jaffe. It's more fun. J-A-F-F-E. Those are most recent patrons. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we have a Patreon. Uh, we give them a lot of exclusive content. There's some uh, Twitter account, an Instagram account that does behind the scenes, lets them know when we have guests on, gives them kind of some insight. Uh, we also do a Q&A once a month, Jake and I behind the scenes of the company, of our lives, of whatever we want. It's Q&A, and there's a ton of other perks that come with the Patreon, so check it out if you want to. Young Jake, how are you doing? James, Trevor, David Mendelson, doing well, doing well. Just got my first vac shot, vaxed up and waxed up. Uh, Winky's a little small, but that's no side effects from the shot, but I'm I'm feeling good, man. I think... uh, the Yankees getting a day off. What? What, yeah, what is going on where right that, now? Where did that come from? Some people are wondering if that's a side effect. Oh. It's not. Well, I actually don't know because I have. That's a personal thing. I'm doing well, man. I'm excited to get into the weekend slate of games. It's kind of, uh, you know, we're starting to get out of excuses season, man. You know, a, a weekend. You know, the arms are loose, the backs are loose. If you're slumping, you're slumping, and we're going to come at you at Enfuego. Get ready, Trev. You Tre- and Chris Rose on the pregame show. Trev, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great now. I need a little pick-me-up right there. Yeah. That was an incredible introduction. So Got the vax. Excited. My I'm excited small, for your vaccine. Not related. <laughs> well... I got to talk to I'm Jake and sure. Noodle last night when he was walking the streets. Yeah. And he had, like, a nice... Um, button-up shirt on. He just got some sushi, so it was like sexy, um, you know, kind of like established dad, Jake. And I really liked what I saw. I saw like your future. You saw my city vibe. You saw yeah. had the bomber jacket on. You looked really polo, good. Noodle. It's uh. And wasn't there a couple that was like trying to like, commandeer you to come into their apartment or something? They made a play. Like, they had a little wine on their breath, and oh, we like your dog. Why don't you? Why don't you come upstairs and try this vaccine? <laughs> nice people. That's where nice you got people. it from. Actually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They gave me the first dose. A corner oh, store. you guys. Yeah. Love it. I got a haircut. Huge. Didn't you get a haircut right before you came out here? Yeah, I had to go get it uh-huh. done up again because I'm going to Florida. You didn't like it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get right into this slate of games. How are you, Tim? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, we front load our weeks like crazy at John Boy Media. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for me, Jake, and BBD are 
and especially this past Wednesday because we did that live show, are an absolute like slog of content. Where Thursday's pretty light, Friday's really light. After this, I'm heading home. I'm gonna watch some Yankees day game, uh, opening up against the mm. Rays. So I'm excited. So yeah, Friday shows. I mean, the drinking on Wednesday really threw me for a loop because Thursday felt like Friday, and then I was like, oh yeah, but Friday's a light day anyway. And I was like, well, we have the recap show, which is a pretty big, big show, big big chunk of content we bite off. So I'm good. I'm excited. I did the classic. I knew I had the NL. So I went through all the NL games. I like made sure I kind of tuned into them. The AL Trev, which you have this week, and Jake, you have the interleague series. I don't know nothing, and I'll be honest about it. Like I tuned in to games here and there, yeah, but you'd I be really surprised. I, yeah, I was watching and following baseball. But Ball I'm stuff. excited to see what happened in the AL. But let's start off, and I will tell you guys what happened in the NL. Are you ready? Here we go. Oh, here we go. The Reds swept the Pirates. We talked about how they have an early schedule and they can, early week schedule and they can really take advantage of it, and they did. Naquin has two homers. Castillo, seven shutout innings for them. They needed that. Uh, Castellanos just going crazy, having fun. They're the swag bad team. Bad guys. Talking about sweeps in the Central. The Cardinals, they sweep the Marlins. They right the ship. They got good pitching from uh, De Leon and... John Gant and our dude Jay Flair, which they needed after the bad pitching in the first series. Marlins don't do a lot of the hitting. The Mets and Phillies, they played an exciting series. Phillies take two of three. Um, Moore versus DeGrom. DeGrom goes six shutout. Then they lose the win for him. Stroman pitches well. Our guy Reese is hitting the hell out of the ball. Brewers took two out of three from the Cubs. The Brew Crew arms are showing off. Freddie Peralta, who we were told that they really like, has a good outing. My dude, Travis Shaw, with the big three-run homer. Locaine with the three-run homer. Woodruff, he has a no-hit bid of his own. Giants and Padres played each other. The Giants won the series as the Padres get the bad Tatis news, and they lose the series to the Giants. Darren Ruff had two homers. Braves take two out of three from the Nationals. Juan Soto hit a walk-off in game one. Max Freed um, pitched pretty poorly. Bad outing by him. And Yanoa and Strasburg had a pitcher's duel. Well, there's a lot of National mm-hmm. League games. Rockies and Diamondbacks, they played as well. Rockies took two out of three from the D-backs. Um, yeah, I got to get a longer version of the song. Um Marte left game two with cramps. Senzatella had a really good, really good outing. And that's the NL. I can loop it. I can loop that song. I think I'm going to have to loop it. Just follow your heart, man. It's been looped. How about that Phillies infield? How about Mm, that Phillies infield? People are talking. Pretty good. People are talking. People are starting to talk about them. Yeah, how about uh, the Reds and the Cardinals? Both teams that Don Red in the NL Central getting sweeps. Um they meet up in a couple weeks, and we talked last episode about how, you know, if if the the Reds keep this train rolling, they got, like, Arizona coming up, and then I think another team that's not, like, you know, on paper, uh, incredibly hard, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Mm. The Pirates are also so bad on Pirates. purpose. Yeah, yeah. Bad on purpose. Pirates are bad. Jim, the Reds, 5-1 and one on the season, 5-1 and one at home. You know, I, I know – Baseball isn't a sport where we start 
A lot of people lean on home and road splits. I can help you out, big buddy. Let me know next time. Uh, But, man, you know, MLB is the same way. We see teams every year that they've dominated home. They take care of their home series. I mean, we've we've talked about it with Yankee stuff for a little bit. It's like take care of your business at home. Win your home series. Stay 500 on the road. And that's, that's a formula to get into the playoffs. Interested to see as the Reds eventually go on the road, but man, they are, you know, one of the early storylines in baseball. Them, them and the Phils keep hitting, man. Those are tough lineups to get through, and if they pitch enough, they're good. I was happy to see the Braves take a few because they get swept and they go in, get the walk off, and I think they end up uh, taking two in a doubleheader, right? Yes, yes. they also so that's, that's went good off. for them because that's. If if they start to keep going down that uh, that path, I mean that's my World Series champs right there, mm. and uh, you know sometimes you just need a few wins to get you started, a little jump start for them. So I was happy to to see them kind of claw back, show some fight, you know, start hitting the ball a little bit. Uh, but there were some there were some definitely some good series. You did not mention my guy Longo. He's got mm. three homers already. Just an old dude getting it done for the Giants. Who are the Giants? Who are the Giants? Who are the Giants? I don't understand what's going on up there, but they take two out of three from San Diego. Their pitching's been good. Um, Gossman had a really yeah, good game. Sensatel yeah. had a really good game. You, you said about the Braves. They lost game one to the Nats, Trev, the nine yeah. the inning game they played. But in that loss, Acuna homers in the first inning, Freddie Freeman homers in the first inning, Dansby Swanson homers in the second inning, Acuna homers again in the third inning. Like they lost the game, but it was it was, I think it might have been a breath of like okay, we're going to be all right. Yeah, well that's what they were they were horrible offensively the first series, mm-hmm. so they needed to get the bats going and they did. I mean, it's off Scherzer too. So it's not like you can be like, well, it was off Eric Fetty. So that's cool. Ronald Acuna sneaking up like the all-time leadoff homers list. Is he? Yeah, <laughs> he's like it's like twenty-three or whatever. I think, I think I want to say he's approaching top three all-time or something. Oh, like already? That. I believe so. We'll we'll double check. Who are, who are the leaders? Yeah, can we get BBD get some leaders? Like Ricky already? Ricky Henderson has eighty-one. Yeah, Alfonso Soriano has fifty-four. Craig Biggio Scott has Jones? fifty-three. Um, maybe He's like top three. Maybe there was like a caveat, like for the Braves. <laughs> I think he's got the Braves already. I'll I'll get the staff for you. Either Brian way, Dozier, Jock Jones, real, one nothing, baby, really good, and gets overlooked a lot. Tied the everyone tied, talks, tied the talks, Braves record. Everyone talks about Soto, but this guy's Holy doing shit. it too. At least has 21 first inning homers. And yeah, I yeah, assume no, the bulk he, of those are. He up. tied the Braves record for leadoff home runs. He's still like. Yeah, but all the articles are like, is he going to catch Ricky? And there's some other all time stuff. I mean, it's it's impressive. 20th leadoff homer. 20 leadoff homers. That's nuts. Guy's a freak. Freak show. George Springer's on the back eight. for me saying that, that the Phillies are going to be good. Uh, BBD's taking all those pats. Yeah. He kind of is. It's not just the infield BBD. It's everybody. It's They're sport. playing really well right now. Team sport. It's, it's a, a team fact. Sport. Anything else in the National League? Galsman outpitched Snell. That was pretty cool. 
that was like, oh, you know, they went out and made the big. It's one game, so it's not bigger than that. But it's funny because they gave him the qualifying offer, and everyone was like, what? And Snell was the big grab. So them to go head to head. Some offseason storylines matching up. I, was, I thought that was cool. If you're a pitcher, leave Baltimore, man. Gossman, Bundy, Arietta. Jeez, man. Cobb. Nobody wants to talk about the Rockies, huh? Get a big series against Jimmy's D-backs. Yeah, I saw that series. I just laughed. I was like, oh, I got to talk about this. Bruce Cubs. I feel like we didn't talk about that a lot. I mean, division is going to be up in the air all year. Locaine, baby. Back at it. Three-run game-winning ding-dong. Different. Yeah, they lived and died with a three-run homer. Travis Shaw had a first-inning three-run homer that I think they rode all the way to the finish of the game. Pretty exciting stuff. It's so Bruce early. Like usually we do like standings and all this yeah. stuff. But it's, it's pretty early. Let's just any Jack Flaherty update, Trev. Pitched well. He um I told him, you know, obviously great job, great yeah. bounce back start, and he was happy about it. And he said, I'll get you a knock though. He's like, it's coming. Oh, okay. Wow. So okay. Villa got his knock. Uh, but Jay Flair, you know, I, I was going to be his hitting coach, and then the whole COVID thing happened mm. and blah, blah, blah. So uh, maybe look for that in the 2021 yeah. offseason. Flaherty had a rough first inning, and after his first yes. start, I, some Cardinals fans may have been like, oh, my God. I think he went like walk, single, walk. Uh, he, got, he got helped with the caught stealing. Uh, Yachty, I'm guessing, was his catcher there. And then he settled down pretty nicely, ends up with a one-hitter. So, through six. Good job for him. Yes, someone tweeted at me, like, what's up with your boy Jay Flair? And it mm-hmm. was like, I looked at the phone, it was the same. It was the first inning, a couple runners on base, and I looked back again an hour later, and he was six shutty. So. Yeah. Arenado getting the love from the hometown crowd. That was Ooh. cool. Baseball city, baseball guy. Let's move on to the they NL. Tri- to everybody. What's that? They give love to everybody there. It's it's cool. It's cool. Like love. if you ever played there, like literally ever played there, and you yeah. go back, like you're gonna get a standing ovation. Let's go to the AL, which is brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Mm. Obviously, you know about our friends over at Cushy Dreams. They work with us in almost like everything we do. They love us. We love them. We're having a good time. You guys are having a good time with this smokable CBD, helping your anxiety, your depression, your pain relief, even if you're flight, fighting inflammation. You can buy the pre-roll mm. joints. You can get the um, eighths ounce cans. It's cannabis that ships discreetly to you and directly to all 50 states. They offer specific indica and sativa strains that deliver desired effect. You can get the relax, create, hustle, peace, energy. Get all that shit. Mm. Jake drinks it in his beer. They got a fresh harvest. How about that? Huge. You get like pre-packages and all that stuff. Cushy Dreams, K-U-S-H. Why dreams smoke your CBD? Go to cushydreams.com and use promo code baseball. That's how they know that you heard about them from us for 20% off your next order. Smoke your CBD with promo code baseball for 20% off. I'm gonna smoke a little bit, Trev, while you tell me what happened in the American League. I think, Here. Jim, I want to I want to cut both you guys off because I see I see the chat going a little bit. I think we do need to remind the people the series recap episodes are for this week's series. So I know a lot of you guys are jazzed up and you want to hear about the Conforto elbow and some of that stuff. That's next series. We acknowledge it along the way, but we're recapping this week's series. So 
Yeah, we'll get to some of that. Yeah. Um, maybe there will be an award involved. Could be. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'm not giving Conforto an award. No. I debated it, but not part of this series. All right. AL, what happened, Trev? My twins going into Detroit. They take two of three, but maybe the story is still Akil Badu just coming up and doing extraordinary things. He has a walk-off in game two. Nelson Cruz does what Nelson Cruz does, just hit. He hits bombs. Missed a grand slam foul, hits it next to bat, gets it back. I think he had two grand slams in the series. Twins look good, man. Twins look good. We always talk about them. Their offense has been showing out. Blue Jays visiting the Rangers. Rangers take two or three, which is shocking to me. But our guy Gibby, huge bounce back start. I talked to him about it. I'm going to be seeing him in Tampa in a few days. I'm very excited about that. Matt's also looked really good for the Jays. You know I'm a big Matt's guy, and he showed out for me. The Blue Jays need someone to step up. Maybe Matt's will be the guy. Uh, Royals at the Indians. They split the series. Uh, Duffy looks good in game one. Six shutout innings. Uh, Whit Merrifield looking good too. Three, a three-run homer, or hit his third homer, excuse me. Uh, J-Ram, our guy who's probably going to be playing for the Braves at some point Ooh. this season, hits two homers in game two. And Jacob Junis looks good. Five shutout innings in the first start of the season after two scoreless relief outings against Rangers in game two. End of the song. Beauty. Was that perfect That's timing? Professional. By you? That's show. No, there's there's plenty more games. So <laughs> oh, that's the only thing. There's a lot of games. I'll loop it for you. Keep going. Loop that bad boy. I need the music. Orioles <laughs> go into Yankee Stadium. The Yankees take two out of three. Stanton hits a grand slam. Judge homers, but then we're gonna have to be talking about his oblique because you know that's what it is, Jim. No hiding that. No sugarcoating it. It's not a COVID shot, as I guy Dan Rourke says. <laughs> it's got to be his oblique. Okay. They take two out of three. Montgomery looks really good. He's like been a CC Sabathia has taken under his wing, and now he looks all good. So Gumby Nation, good for you. Uh, Red Sox sweep the Rays at home. Full pension, Piv, my guy, goes in five shutout innings in game one. Glassdown looks really good, but they blow his game for him. Eovaldi comes out and throws seven one-run innings in game three. Christian Vastez with a few homers. Uh, unfortunately, a couple guys on the Rays going to be missing some time. Nick Anderson and then Fairbanks is placed on the IL. Uh, Astros going down uh, visiting the Angels. What a great series this was. They split the series. Uh, Trout does Trout things. Grinky, your guy, Jim, looks phenomenal in game two. And the Astros are just, they're just hitting the crap out of the ball, basically. But these two teams, and we talked about the Oakland A's and the Astros being at the top of the division, sure seems like it's going to be a race between the Angels and the Astros right now in the West. And then to finish it off, the White Sox go into Seattle and they take two out of three. Uh, Rodon looks good in game one. Abreu uh, hits a grand slam. Unfortunately for a couple players, Tim Anderson gets put on the I.L. with a little hamstring tightness. And then James Paxton looking like he's going to have to have Tommy John. That is not what we want to hear. It's not what Seattle fans want to hear. But that is what is going on in the A.L. Man, the uh, James Paxton news sucks. Tim Anderson, uh, hamstring tightness. Hopefully he can make it back and play enough where it feels like a full season anyway angels i like that i like what the angels are uh doing it 
They're doing it. They're fun. They're, they're proving exciting. a lot of people wrong. They're yep. shutting a lot of people up. And they're like making headlines along the way. Every game has been kind of like crazy. Um, yeah, some of that Blue Jays pitching is starting to show its head already. Roark, he's not good. Hey, Matt's had a nice outing. Yep, Stripling, two bad mm-hmm. outings. Ryu, they need Ryu, more than that. Ryu, Matt's, Zoic had a nice outing. I think he pitches again soon, but uh, Roark, I mean. His curveball mm. looks like a bad wiffle ball curveball. It looks like the first time I figured out how to throw a curveball, like, <laughs> but I didn't know how to place it or I didn't know how to make it sharp. I just kind of like floated a curveball into the zone. You kind of look like Tanner Rourke, too. Yeah. Well, we have a beard that- and a chubbiness. Thick is what the kids say, Jim. Thick. Yeah, Blue Jays. That, uh, I don't know. Rangers take two out of three from you. That's a series you want. That's a series you were writing in pen. We got that. But Gibby's built different. Excited for you to see him, Trev. He's, he's built different. They go into Yankee Stadium and take two out of three. Then they go down to Arlington and get a, get a two to three series loss. Series split. Yanks. Yanks tough <laughs> for winning a series. The emotions were in a bad place. Uh, Tyone makes his debut. He looked pretty solid. That was exciting. And, you know, he's got to be a big piece of this season. Cole and Monty were both Grosso. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the looming news there is is Judge. I think we'll find out in the next two two hours. Hour? Yeah, what Rivera are they doing said with that? That uh, Aaron Boone is speaking to the media at 115. 115. Well, Can I give you my take on it? Need it. So, uh, sore side, that's what they're calling it, right? Yes. To me, you know, I've done the oblique. I've done the, there's another little muscle, like tendon in between your ribs, and I can't remember what it's called for the life of me. Sounds to me like he felt some tightness or is feeling tightness in the oblique area and hasn't fully grabbed on him yet. So when you feel that, you're like, dude, I think I can play through it, you know, whatever, whatever. Judge obviously hears everybody in New York saying he needs to play a full season. You know, we need you on the field, so he's trying to do it. But it's going to grab on him eventually. If you feel that tightness and you feel it being sore there, it's ready to go. And one check swing or one day that's too cold and you don't get it loose enough, it's going to grab on him and it's going to end up being a two-month thing. Like, he, if it's... If he's feeling that way, shut it down for two weeks. Just do it in, in April. Get it done in April. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but in my experience, you let that thing linger, it's going to cause you problems down the road. Big problems. Yeah, that's basically how I feel about it. Um, and then just going to lie anyway, so whatever. Yeah, you called it in spring training. You said he's hurt. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. Because yeah. I sat him for three days. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is when you do that you can still play like you can do it yeah he's playing it, incredible it's, he's hitting it's it's one check swing away yeah i think he pulled the homer that his last at bat he he pulled a homer like big swing two-hand finish and i think that tweaked it and then he's been sitting ever he sat after that you if if he hasn't grimaced and like gone down on camera then he hasn't pulled it yet you you, you can't help but react when you pull something like that. It's true. But it's got to be close. Big man, nervous. How about 
How about a little more fun? How about those Red Sox? They won't quit on you, Trev. They're back, baby. A little sweep, a little <laughs> got a little love from a Rosarena, the best ever to get the, yeah. to get that sweep in the middle there. But uh, man, nasty Nate Evaldi, looking really good for him. Pitching coaches for the past ten years are punching dirt. <laughs> it, it might be finally coming together for for nasty Nate. And man, hey. That we knew that team was going to hit. I mean, it's a storyline for so many teams early on this season. Whether we're talking Reds or Phillies or Sox, if they can pitch enough, and man, if they can get the Condor Chris Sale back, Sox Nation, they want to get excited. They really want to get excited. Cora's back. I like what you're doing. Cora's I like back. what you're doing. You're you're pumping the gas now. You get it a little. Well, bit. they'll have life. Look, look. they'll have life now because Cora's back. I mean, Renicky was walking dead last year. <laughs> <laughs> Ranicky and like no one was getting up for a game with Ranicky. Ranicky wasn't even excited to play games last year. And Cor Cor's got that oomph. He'll shit talk you after you leave the team. He'll shit talk you while you're on the team. Like, and I don't I don't say that as a negative. Like, I think it's it, it has it's a very him. it's a, it's him and it has a very positive effect on his clubhouse. I think like authentic. He's a dude that's gonna get the best out of his club. We'll see what the best out of the Red Sox looks like. Uh, with the roster and the pitching by the end of the year. But so far, it's been decent. I mean, well, they got swept, then they swept. So that's good. I mean, the question all year long for Tampa is going to be that offense. We know what they can do defensively. We know they can pitch a little bit. But the offense has always been a question mark. They try to platoon guys, try to put them in the right positions to be successful. But, you know, I, I don't want to take away from you of all your Pavetics. I know they've worked hard, and they're they're good pitchers. But this is... I think the Rays are going to have to find an identity offensively and figure something out because that's going to be their Achilles heel all year. When you talk about identity, I mean, Fairbanks and Anderson, I mean, those are two yeah. of the dudes. That's Those are two of the biggest dudes you, you game plan around if you're facing them. So losing them for a little bit, they're going to feel that. So interested to see how they react. We're going to be able to watch a lot of them this weekend because Rays and Yanks are playing. So interested to get that vibe. Dick Mountain today, Archer tomorrow, TBD the next day. So interested to see how the Rays bounce back after the Red Sox sweep. And you alluded to it in the in the, uh, in the the AL recap. But, man, Angels, baby. Uh, they're fun. They're entertainment, which sometimes this sport does forget about to a degree. But, man, it's fun to see a team identity come together. And Lucas Giolito talked about it on Chris Rose's rotation. Like, that top of the lineup just ain't fun. And it's all different, man. And I think that's that's a part of baseball that I think the nerds will never be able to quantify. But you can hear it in a pitcher's voice when you hear Giolito talk about it. Going from David Fletcher. Fletcher, yeah. Who's just going to mess with you. Like, you're never going to have an easy time against him. Like, he's... He's going to beat you sometimes. Mike Trout, he's beating a lot of dudes. <laughs> he, oh he beats God. everyone. Otani when he's in there. I mean, you know, I, I've seen some sequence stuff on, on Shohei Otani. Double add in this one talking point? Wow. Um, and then <laughs> Anthony Rendon, maybe the most underrated player in the game. Uh, the compound guys, three ads. Compound guys were talking about him as potentially like the second best player in baseball. on a given, Or no, third. They said it's Trout. It's Trout, Mookie, and then that third slot, you can make debates for a lot of guys. And, like, Anthony Rendon on the right day can sure. be that guy. Uh, 
And then it's kind of funny, the second half of that lineup, whether it's Upton, can Jared Walsh continue to step up? Is Albert in there just being the old machine at this point? Halos are fun, man. They are, and they and they found a little bit of pitching that we didn't know about. We found They found something. Griffin Canning, right? Well, he's been around. Cobb had a good start. He looked nasty. <clears throat> Bundy, Otani's a game like Otani is a game changer. See how long it stays, and hopefully it stays well, all year. I just gave the blueprint on sequence. If you want to go hit, dude, Otani, Trev, that was such a good sequence. Like you need to, uh, if you kept doing that. So what you what what you did what Trev did was like you talked about Otani, but the middle thing when you were like, well, this is how if I was facing him that day, how I would look, read his stat lines. And then decide what my approach is going to be. You need to. I would. I would watch that if you did that for a lot of pitchers. Like once every two weeks, you just took like, yeah. This if if I was in the clubhouse and we were facing Scherzer, or even a rookie pitcher, and these are the numbers that the the stat department gave to me, because you basically said you eliminated two pitches, and then you were looking yep. for. Go watch it. It's good. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. I would. I would. I recorded some fire yesterday too. Some some of the next ones coming out are going to be good. I'm, I was excited about like it. That. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to say is the Astros pitching's been been good thus far. I, it's it didn't it hasn't needed to carry them at all because they're averaging like nine runs a day. But they got a young guys Javier, Kitty, Luis Garcia, and they've done just enough. And they've also leaned on Ryan Stanek, who they picked up in free agency out of the bullpen. I think he's pitched in four games so far. And been really good, and he did like two innings one game, and he's helping helping that bullpen out a lot. So uh, Astros looking like scary team. Scary. No surprise there. Any Trevor Plouffe tweet, leave a picture of Ron Darling. That is pretty funny. When that Ron happens. Darling. Ron Darling was all over the Mets thing. He was pissed. He's yeah. the Mets announcer and was pissed at Conforto. We won't talk about it too much. I we like can talk Trevor Plouffe stuff. He's got a lot of good takes. I love, I love that guy. We can talk about no, the New York stuff at New, one point. New York was perfect for that. Like I, I forget who was <laughs> tweeting about it, but they were like, you know, a lot of announcers would have done the song and dance, but I, I think either New York booth, Kester would have hated that. New York. Darling. That was perfect. Darling. Pitchers, Cohen or Darling. It was perfect. Darling or Hernandez? Who was it? Was it whoever was doing the SNY booth, they were more mad about it than the Marlins booth. Because I recorded both for the breakdown, so I listened to both. The Marlins were much more like, yeah, I think, you know, that definitely looks intentional to me. Where the Mets booth was like, oh, that's intentional. No, that's no good. You can't do that. Um, that, that, that situation is so interesting to me because Culpa admitted he was wrong, Trev, when you said he's the one up that never admits it. But this is... He couldn't not admit he was wrong because he he once he starts to call the pitch a strike, yeah. per rule, a strike in the zone overrides a hit by pitch. So it's not even really a judge. It is a judgment call, but like we already saw your judgment. The fact that none of the four umpires when they got together, no one was like, "Well, Ron, you had it as a strike in the zone, so that means it cannot be a hit by pitch." The fact that none of the four said that is a problem for MLB. <laughs> Like, come on. Look, you know, Copa, you did uh, the famous breakdown when he said, I can do whatever I want. That is the gist of his attitude out there. And, you know, look, do I know him personally? No. But do I know him as an umpire? Yes. Yeah. He's the guy that if you say, Ron, that pitcher's outside. No, it's not. Oh, Ron, I'm going to go look at it. Okay. You go look at it. It's way outside. And you go back and say, Ron, that pitcher's outside. Like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. And so it just, 
He's one of those guys. Dale Scott told us a nice story about Ron Culpa yeah. when he was coming out to the rest of the umpires. So that always humanized Culpa in my head. That yeah. That's true. You know, I did forget about that. I So like on I said, the field, he may be that way, but I mean... Yeah, personally, like a, I don't know everybody, but... Ron yeah. Culpa's like a pitcher on the mound. Like when Ron Culpa's on the field, that's man, that's umpire Ron Culpa. Yeah. He's probably maybe like Off second... the field, he's a guy. Second base on Ron Culpa's party animal. Oh, slut. Oh, I get that. He's... he's <laughs> He's he's like the guy. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's off your team, you hate him. I guess yeah. that's what Ron and it, is. It sucks that Conforto has to go in his post game and lie, because uh, mm. like you wish he could be like, yeah, you know, trying to just do what I can in that moment, having a tough stretch, and if ball's close enough, might as well give it a shot. Like, but you can't say that because then you get fined, and then it's a problem. So in his post game, why he's do you like, get fined? I don't. Baseball. I just at baseball's dumb. I don't know if you get fined. <laughs> but, I don't know if you find, but you basically just like admit to like. Intentionally, I don't know. I don't know. But in his post game, Conforto was like, you know, uh, definitely would have rather used the bat to win the game. But as a slider, I, I tried to get my elbow in, but maybe on its way in, it went up a little bit. Like it was well, fine, but you know, like you want to be like, yeah. I, well, that, I threw it, my elbow into it. It was the complete circle where I, I forget if it was Buster or who had it best, but they said, like, yes, Conforto did that, but that's instinctual in a way, like. You shouldn't be mad at Conforto for doing that. You see that ball coming in. I don't think it's instinctual to put your elbow into a pitch. When it's moot. He didn't get it out was, of the way. He leaned into it. He did a little twist. And then a- after, the, no, after the twist, he twist. leans in even more. Yeah, a little like twist. A little, uh, he, he, yeah. he hits it. You see his twist. eyes go from there to there. Yep. Yeah. I understand why guys use protective equipment, you know, especially if you're a switch hitter and that's your throwing arm, whatever, and maybe you have a – Got hit there the day before, so he puts something on. But I'm totally against the guys that just put all the gear on and then crowd the plate. I think that is – I don't want to say it's Bush League, but, like, come on, man. Do you think he'll get hit, Trav? Do you think the Marlins will be like, well, here's a real hit by no. pitch? I don't either. No. I don't know. I, I saw some people saying that as well. Everyone uh, was, On yeah. my Twitter mentions. It's like, why? Like, you didn't – yeah, no. He shouldn't get hit. Miguel Rojas, the most, most nicest guy in MLB, he – you can. I read. I did in the breakdown. I read his lips, and he's like, "We got to replay that." And Colba says, "You can't review it." And you can see Rojas go, "Why not?" And then Ro- Colba, <laughs> true. Col- true. Colba must say, "Like I don't make that decision," because right away Rojas goes, "Okay, okay, I'm sorry," and walks away. <clears throat> but yeah, if replay exists, replay everything. And it's not even a replay thing. It's like Colpa just literally forgot a rule in the rule book. Add a common sense clause. Strike overrules hit by pitch. He just completely forgot that rule. Add a common sense clause. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Well, we got one we got an interleague yeah. series recap coming up. Jake's in charge of interleague. Let us know what happened, Jake. Here we go. Using the whole damn song. Trevor Plouffe's Dodgers at Trevor Plouffe's A's. Dodgers take two out of three. Game one, Dustin May. Trevor Plouffe's Dustin May versus uh, Trevor Plouffe's Frankie Montes. Dodgers win game one, 10-3. Game two, Kershaw show. He's doing it again. That's all he knows. They win 5-1. And then the A's finally get in the win column. Let's go. Rooted in Oakland. Hey. They win 4-3. Dustin May, 6 shutty. Kershaw, 7. Trevor Bauer, how's your balls? Getting inspected, just like mine at the vaccine today. 
bad news. Trevor Rosenthal out 12 weeks, man. That's that's a big bummer for the A's and him. Uh, get better, come back, and be good again because his, his comeback story was pretty cool. So Dodgers take two out of three in, from the A's. A's get back in the win column. Good for the A's. The most aesthetically pleasing matchup in the big leagues right now is A's, uh, A's Dodgers. Love the uniform matchup right there. Okay. Green and yellow versus that Dodger blue. Just it just works. Just works. You got Oakland up there, huh? In the uni game. I I do I do okay. I like Kelly Green. They're, nice. They're just unique to them. Like you know, as soon as you see like those colors, that's that's Oakland, and you can't say that for a lot of teams. A lot of teams share like the blue and the red, whatever, whatever. And is there another team with green? Like, no. The Red Sox no, on St. Right? Patty's Day. The Rays, do they have a hint of green in there still sometimes? No, I think Off subject? Shot. Yeah. My boy Anthony Swarzak, Sweezy, Swizzlestick, Swizz Khalifa, got called up to the Diamondbacks, and he put a picture of his jersey. And let me tell you something. Those Diamondbacks jerseys are kind. Uh-oh. Kind of you like them now? Uh-oh. They got away from some of the bad stuff. This one had, like, this beautiful blue his name was in this like teal blue looked really good with like the red and the black just it, it works so shout out arizona diamondbacks pr uh department who they they love us mm-hmm. love us mariners have green mariners yeah mariners, have mariners do have green is that like odd ish thing? aqua dustin may is having a good start to the season so i'm happy for him six innings pitched uh two hits zero earned runs used the four seam fastball more than he ever has in the past so he's kind of he was he was a guy that you looked at and you're like you need to change the pitch mix because you have all the stuff and so far he he used the four seam fastball it was like his third fastball he used last year and it was a number one he used again in this game against the A's so I like that the big story is that they took some balls that Trevor Bauer was using out of play for inspection they used Bauer's name in the headline um, this is um, I was explaining it my thoughts on it to the office here. Everyone is happy right now with what's happening, and everyone is acting upset about what's happening, but really they all got what they want. Bauer comes out against pine tar and sticky substances heavily, says, if you're not going to legalize it, I'll just use it. If you're not going to like, if you're not going to punish guys, I'll just use it. Uses sticky substance, wins the Cy Young when using it, gets $100 million when using it. Now... By doing that, made baseball look dumb because he's like, oh, okay. Really dumb. Well, if you're not going to enforce it, I will just use it and gain all the benefits. Now he's doing that. Now they put in this play that they're going to inspect all these baseballs, and they're inspecting a lot of baseballs. They've taken tons out of play, but the only ones that they put a tweet out and write a headline about is Bowers because that's how the media wins. So Bowers winning because he's got paid by this. The media's yes. winning because they just put Bauer on the headline, even though it's happening across the league. That's what they want, Trev. That's going to be their number one clicked article of the month, and you know that that's a win for them. Bauer wins because he gets to act like, why are you just using my name? I hate when you only... You love it, dude. Then you make a vlog, and people go look at it. So everyone is enjoying this. MLB wins because there's intrigue, and casual people are like, what's this? Scandal always gets eyes. So everyone's winning in this situation and likes what's happening, but they're all acting 
Like, they very much don't like it. And that's just kind of the state of pine tar and baseball right now. I don't mind that take at all. I mean, I think that's a really good take. I think, in general, Bauer has won this whole thing for sure. Came out, like you said, was against it, decided to use it in his walk year, gets the freaking Cy Young and the bag. And, I mean, just think about, like, whether he's going to do a documentary or write a book or whatever. I mean, this guy is going to, when he's done playing, he's going to expose everybody in this whole situation and people are going to be very interested in it because it's a, it's, it is a big deal. And I don't, I can't wrap my head around why people don't understand how big of a deal it is and how big of a, an, a performance enhancer this shit is. But the people just don't care. The general public does not care. Even with all this going on, the Bauer and, and the article coming out, I, the, the casual fan cares not about the story. And it's kind of crazy to me that they don't care. I think maybe they don't understand the difference. Like the casual fan might not understand that 300 RPM jump. I'm, I'm just excited to see what comes from another MLB investigation, man. Get to the bottom <laughs> of this. Get the story out there finally because it's about damn time we've done this. No, man, it's a... Uh, uh, everything you guys said is right. I, I think the only part that sucks is, again, uh, I think for baseball fans, because I, I think every baseball fan, and hey, it's a nice conversation to have, and you and Chris Rose were doing it on the Instagram Live, but, like, how is there not rules around this? Like, that's insane. It's insane that the people in the game don't care enough that there should be rules around this. We're literally messing with the ball. Someone, uh, one manager, was it, was it Roberts? Was it Bob Melvin? Might've been Bob Melvin. Bo Mel. One, a manager got asked about this and he said, oh no, they're just collecting, um, information on the kind of substances guys are using so they can make a one legal substance in the future, which like isn't public. <sighs> Who, what manager said that might've been. Like that, that, that was his interpretation of why they're sending balls to the lab, which actually makes more sense to me than MLB. No, we're not going to, you know, punish anyone. We're just going to make it more legalized and easy, which is like a fine, a fine thing. But uh, some tweet manager said that. And I was, I was like, huh, I wonder if like that's the memo that got sent to the clubhouses. And like, don't worry. Cause, um, cause Luba tweeted out and she deleted it. Like, Oh yeah, but we all know they're not going to do anything. And I wonder if that's the uh, the inside the baseball walls secret. Yeah, no, we're not punishing guys because I mean everyone's still being very obvious about it. Garrett Cole's being very obvious. Obvious. Um, Otani is being very. Uh, everyone's being very obvious about it still. So I wonder if inside the walls they're like, yeah, we are sending them to labs. No one's going to get punished. We're just trying to figure out the best substance for that we can legally like give to teams now that does this, but not that. I don't know. Otani had the 300 RPM jump his first start. I'm just saying. Check everyone's balls. So, so I've been in the thick of it. I tweeted that out yesterday about like it's, I think it's ridiculous that they're trying to make him the face of it. And then now I got people all my mentions sending me like little clips of videos because you know Bowers blogged everything or vlogged everything. So there's he's got content out there. The one thing that he really has messed up on is he was calling people out and then he was calling into question their character, like the morality, saying he'll never use it because it's morally wrong. And then he just used it. So you can't, 
you can't do that. Also very like and there's video very, all over the place of it. Very semantical because like there's like tweets where like so you're not use you didn't use pine tar and he says no and it's like well I, I bet if someone asked so you didn't use a sticky substance that he would not respond to that one. But he tweeted out the ingredients. Like Bauer tweeted out the ingredients, pine tar, rosin, Coca-Cola, boiled down. When he was mad. That's the Bubba mix. Yeah, that's, that's the Bubba good. But that, you know, so like when he was rallying against it, he was like, well, this is the mixture that increased 300 RPMs to my pitches. Uh, but so I know that it helps, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I don't use it. And then, then he magically got that jump. So whatever. I think everyone's happy. <laughs> everyone's benefiting. Like for Bauer to be like, it's stop using me as the face of things. Like, dude, you were you you made yourself the face of it for two years on Twitter. Like you did that. So of course they're gonna well, use you in the headline. I know what you're saying. I get it. He he does put himself out there so he's is an easy target, but I wouldn't say he's the face of it because I mean he was saying it on Twitter, but he wasn't using it at that time. And and we're gonna have to say the this. Debate, used- the pot the sticky substance debate, he made himself the face of. He brought the, out that the, secret, that ingredients. That wasn't public knowledge. He was the first one to put that publicly out there for like Twitter sphere. So he should be one. How about this? He should be one of the faces of it. I don't yeah. want to name names here, and we have to say allegedly because we don't know for sure. But he himself said the only way to get a 300 RPM jump is to use a foreign substance. And what did they do last year? Got 300 RPM jumps on all of his pitches. So you kind of put two and two together. He should be one of the faces of it. Yeah. There's plenty of guys out there that need to be the face of this thing too. Well, yeah, I'm just saying like he. It, it's Trevor no Maurer so- can like the clicks and the media that comes from it, but he shouldn't. The media shouldn't be able to just say, like, oh, this is the pine tar guy. We got his balls. It should be a collection of guys. Yeah. I mean, they did it with Cole earlier. They're just, there's always going to be one name on the headline, and it's going to be a name that gets a lot of people clicking yeah. and talking. I can't believe they did that. To be honest with you, it really disappointed me because I respect, I respect the athletic and everything they do, and even the guys that were involved in the article. I know they don't write the headlines, but it was a little disappointing for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's very misleading that they've taken balls out for everyone, but the general public baseball fan right now thinks they just took Trevor Bauer's balls out. Yep. And that's pretty messed up. All right, well, there you go. Let's go into Good job, A's. Good job, the A's. They won a game. Good job, the A's. They won a game. We're going into just uh, all the individual awards and segments, and it's brought to you by Roman no one's perfect. Jake opened up this episode talking about his little winky. And even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. With Roman, you can get a free evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work for you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Go to GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Uh, You get $15 off your first order of ED treatment with the code JOMBOY. So go do that. Check your balls. What if you have to pee constantly? Because we kind of live there. What about it? Yeah, we live there. 
I don't know. What does that mean? Okay. Can they help That's me with question. that? Ask them. Is that more a I prostate think so. there, there's, there's medication for that. Tube YouTuber just commented, does anyone here actually have ED? Which Just reply to him. Tube, Rome, tube YouTuber, just go to Roman.com. Tubeuber. Figure it out. All right. Everybody deals with it when you get older, man, or like half the guys. That's what my ad read said, so hey. Yeah. All right. Standout performance. Standout performance. I guess I'm the guy that You're goes the first today. Wow. This episode. I had a tough time choosing, to be to be honest. There was a lot of people like equal. Like for yeah. me, not one guy completely stood out. But I went with Brandon Woodruff Ooh. for the Brewers. Uh, he saw his partner in law, partner in the law firm, um, Burns, go out there and get a no-hit bid. And he said, like, you know, I'm an equal partner here. I can't have you taking all the name recognition of the firm. So he went out and had a no-hit bid as well. He goes seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, one hit, no walks, eight Ks. Uh, just another great, I think, another great outing by a Brewers pitcher. Uh, I'm interested to to see when this reaches the general baseball fan because I think we were talking about it before, like, hey, these guys are good. And now you get a lot of people that are in the baseball world like, hey, guys, these guys are good. But I still don't know if they if they have the uh, the name power that they should. But these Brewers pitchers, man, I mean, even Freddie Peralta, he teamed up. Uh, but, yeah, Woodruff going out there, doing the law firm proud, shutting down the team. He's my standout performance. If they pitch like this, I mean, we we love the Brew crew. And I think that was what was in question, like how are their starters going to hold up? And we got some information saying our starters are going to hold up just fine. And it sure looks that way right now. And I know I say this every single episode. Mm. It's because I mean it. I love the NL Central this year. Like this is going to be such a fun race. I hope the Cubbies stay in it like you said they would, Jake. I don't think they're going to. Um, but if we can have the Reds added to that mix, and it's like Reds, Brew, Brew Crew, and uh, Cardinals, like there's like fiery personalities Cubs. on those teams too. If the Cubs stay in it, great. They, they have great personalities on their teams too. That this this division likes to fight. Mm. They like to get rowdy. They don't like each other at all. And I think that is when baseball is at its best. I know everybody's buddy buddy now. But like it's fun when teams actually don't like each other. Like that ups the ante a little bit, and I feel like that's kind of what's going on in the central right now. Do you know who big big fan? Do you of know it. who broke up the no hitter in the seventh inning, leading off the seventh inning, had a no hit bid through six. Ian Happ. Ian Happ. Well, yes. So if anyone was to do it, I would have chosen Ian Happ. I love Ian Happ. The more and more I get to see him and hear his thoughts, he's very um, – give, he's smart. Giving man. out waffle makers? Mm. Of course he's smart. He invested in John yeah. Boy Media. I dig that guy a lot. He's coming on sequence today. Shout out. Oh. He's for you. Trev, how, who is your standout performance? My guy – and I'm going to include yesterday's game because his overall line is good, and we, we're rooting for this guy. It's Byron Buxton. Now, obviously, we know him, Platinum Glove uh, Award winner, but he's entering his age 27 season. He's seen his OPS in the eights the last two years, and when you mix that with elite defense, I mean, you're, you're talking MVP consideration. So he's got to stay healthy. 
he's got to play a lot of games, which means he might need to dial it back a little bit in the outfield. But so far this year, got the numbers up for you guys. 421 batting average, 476 OPS, 1.687 OPS. What, what did I say? Whatever, 1.687 OPS, a 356 OPS plus. Obviously, small sample size, but he's been getting the ball in the zone more, which I think is a product of a few things. He is getting older. He's got those at-bats under his belt, and I think he understands, and the Twins are probably harping on that to him. If you want to be a productive hitter and hit in the middle of the lineup, which he is doing right now, you got to get the ball in the zone. That's going to make you a better player. And sometimes that's all it takes is for a team to sit you down and say, do this specifically, and you're going to be a great offensive player. And I'm just hoping he keeps it up because he looks great out there. I love like this is when you get those at bats and you have that under your belt, like the confidence comes. There's nothing that Byron hasn't seen now from a big league pitcher. So he, he's gone through some swing adjustments. He's had multiple you know, guys in his ear about it. And I think Byron, the last time I talked to him, he's like, dude, I am doing what feels comfortable to me. And when you get that confidence to be yourself and you have the confidence that you know you're good enough at the big league level, that's the leap. So Byron takes that leap and we're talking, he's going to be hitting in the middle of the twins lineup. You know, maybe, maybe not when Donaldson comes back, we'll see where they put him. But I am so excited if we get a full year of Byron healthy playing defense and hitting the way that he's been hitting, I think that we're, we're talking about a top five MVP candidate, a dark horse guy, if you will, for the MVP. It's been awesome to watch. Do you know uh, he's put four fastballs in play, Buxton? The results of those? Out of play. Three homers, one double. So if he's gotten a hit on a fastball, it's been an extra base hit. He also has been hitting. He's one of the most exciting players. He's, he's been he, he's been hitting every pitch. Like he's got a good everything on breaking, off speed, and fastball. So he's having a hell of a start. Trev, I told you beforehand, I was mad at you. I was going to give him my award. It was going to be Big Game Hunter. I was going to draw some comparisons to the last Twins team that won a series. Oh, two. Tory Hunter <laughs> put a huge year together. I think Tory had twenty seven homers that year or something. I would. I think Buck. And it was going to be Big Game Hunter because. His nickname is Buck. You hunt bucks. Tory Hunter. It was beautiful. I like and that. I, I like that. I, I love what you were saying, man. This is his seventh year. Seventh year in the league. Sure, he's been hurt a ton, but you prep for seven major league seasons. You see games in seven league seasons, and you just become your own player. You know, you you talk about it all the time with coaches. Like, you know, you hear different things from coaches. And I, how many coaches probably told Buxton like, "Hey, let's get that OBP up." You know what? Oh my god! Hit the ball on the ground and if run. You can oh my god! I t- find yeah. that ball and hit it, dude. And by the way, he's hitting it out. The last three seasons, he's got an 872 OPS. Which, hey, you're like, all right, you know, that's a really nice player's OPS. Yeah, but not many players can go out and get a platy glove in center field, man. I'm with you, Trev. It's it. It's at this point, I think he's shown enough hitting wise the past three seasons that if he is healthy, a buck thirty games, you're looking at a top ten MVP guy. Buck fifty games, you're looking at a top five guy. I, I think he's a stud. He's a, a war guy because he's gonna rack it up on both sides. Young Buck. Lead those twins, hey, baby. Did you see I think about 
I'm mad at Buxton now. Okay. That one double oh, no. on a fastball came against Matt Boyd. Mm-hmm. We took Buxton in the homer draft, talking Yanks, me, Ooh. Jake, and BBD, when he, against Matt Boyd. I didn't realize this. I mean, it's a foot off the wall. Mm. We're f- Did you know that, BBD? Didn't know he got that close. Yeah, it hit the wall on the fly, foot off the wall. So now, I, come on, Buxton, you can't go four for four on home runs <laughs> on fastballs. The one non-homer is when we chose you in the homer draft. It's bullshit. Mm. couple things uh, mechanically that I see w- with him. Um, he's looking really quiet up there. He is, yes, Jake. Trevor Plouffe, is Byron Buxton the best player on the Minnesota Twins? Yeah, like okay. full potential, yes. Yes. Okay. Like if we're talking best of his ability, yes. I mean, who can match up? I mean, a younger Josh Donaldson might have. J.D. Kepler, I think, is in the there. conversation. I think it, it's just interesting because I don't think a lot of people around baseball, you picture Buxton that way, and this Twins team has been such a regular season monster. And Nelly Cruz, I mean, he's his own sort of freak, but it's yeah, just but- old. The talent level on all sides of the ball, base running, defense, yeah. um, offense now. He looks really comfortable in the box. He's he's His setup is really still. He's not moving a lot, and he's just seeing the ball really well. So I'm happy because he, like I said, he's been coached a bunch of different ways. And I think he's just found something that feels comfortable with him. But the other point I want to make is think about Minnesota and, and, and the center fielders they've had. They have drafted incredibly. We went from Kirby Puckett Ooh. to a couple-year gap. Tory Hunter, Denard Span, mm. Aaron Hicks. Well, he wasn't. He ben wasn't Revere Splash Twins. Though. He's taking draft credit. Yeah, He's but draft credit. Oh, draft credit. Scouting credit. Ben 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 Revere kind of in the Ooh, mix there. You, I mean, you've seen some of his highlights, hot. dude. Defensively, that guy was he couldn't throw much. I love you, Ben, but like he can go get it. And now to Buxton. I mean, they've just done an incredible job. That that lineage of center fielders is. I don't think there's another team that replicates it on both sides of the ball. Hot, Jake. Hot. Who's your standout performance, guys? Guys, we need to talk about my rocks. Oh no! Yeah, Jake's getting his rocks off on the pod, guys. Ryan McMahon. How about a three yabo day? Four for six, three homers, a bonus double for funsies, four ribbies. Guys, I, I I said this during the Rockies, TPP. You guys probably turned your brains off when I started talking about the Rocks, and I get that. I get that. Ryan McMahon is a good young ball player. 2019, this guy had a nice year. He was 24. He had 24 home runs, 250, 329, a 779 OPS. He said, hey, you know, for a young ball player, that's a really nice year for your first, like, full Giving it hell in the big leagues. He's got the classic core splits, which people are starting to figure out with DJ. And now Arenado's about to do it in St. Louis. These guys might be getting just hurt <laughs> more than the benefits they get at cores going on the road. In 2019, 863 OPS at home, 680 OPS on the road. Uh, my guy is getting half of his starts at third base, half at second base. So he's filling part of what Arenado tried to leave. And, man, he's 26 years old. Run it out, big guy. He's got four homers now leading the league. Three homer game helps a lot. But Ryan McMahon could be a nice little ball player. He takes another step up this year. You're looking at a 800s OPS guy in the infield, swings a uh, 
You know, Swing's a nice little stick, and Trev, he's a Cali guy. You could get behind that. Matter Day, baby. Ooh, Matter Day? He's a Matter yeah. Day guy. He's an Orange County guy, so, you know, that's sure. a little bit of a different breed down there. But I will say, I did watch his homers, and I found something I liked. Okay. The first one, you know the count? 3-0. 3 baby. Mm. He took a fucking hack and put it in the seats, and that gets my blood flowing mm. a little bit. And then to come back, that's... That's why 3-0 hacking is so amazing cuz you you're you're you get your pitch, you don't miss it, hit a homer. It just builds that confidence up. Two more homers that game. I I get it. You can give your rocks credit. We 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 know that that was coming. We knew it was coming. I'm expecting. I don't want to hear it too much out of you this sure. season, but I'll let this I'll let this go first They're first hot. Week. They're hot. Ish. Ryan McMahon. Not really. Congrats to him. Three homer day, man. It's pretty good. That's hot. I never had a three homer day. Not in, not in the not in the show. Did you ever try? That's, that's fun. Yes. Okay. That's all that matters. I never yeah. even tried. Two homer day. Yeah. Of course. Oh, oh my god. You remember them? What's the one that stands Too many out? To remember. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. We don't have time. For I will, that. I actually do have one that stands. I have one that stands out. It's a, it was against the Brew Crew when I was really just establishing myself. Me and Brownie were going back and forth. Two thousand twelve. Mm. The, the game did go 13 innings, so you kind of giving him less credit then. You know, it's not mm. a nine inning three homer game. No, nah, it's still fine. It's still fine. Didn't he get it in nine? No, his last one came in the 13th. Last one was 13. No, no, no. He got the go, go. He got the game winning, or the he got a big double in the 13th. It's okay. My bad, my bad. I just saw black oh. ink. How's that bug? <sighs> it's Diamondbacks Rockies, man. Don't expect me to know a lot. <laughs> yeah, the the chat is all over me saying that. Uh, apparently Bailey must have done a, a, a video on the Yankees center fielder. Yeah, yeah, he has. Can you guys enlighten me? I mean, I know that, but when was that? When did he do the video? He didn't. What are you? What what era is he talking about? Beginning of the Yankees until now, like the start of the like, like all time. Okay, I mean, I was Babe okay, Ruth to. He was. He was. <laughs> I mean, center, guys, but, I'm talking. Well, like, he was. It starts I mean, with Babe Ruth. Yeah. He played a, an inning in center, and then to like Mickey Mantle, was, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. Uh, Bernie Williams, Mickey Rivers. It's a cool video that he did. Why do Why do Yankees fans always have to bring up like Foolish Baseball isn't a Yankee fan? I'm saying the chat. Yan- Yankees have Yankees a nice center field history. That. No shame in that. I, I can but can I talk about the twins without them having to bring up the Yankees no, from the you 30s? can't. Welcome to hell. <laughs> Jesus, what you signed up for? It's baby. the same thing as the championships. I get it. But they were a long I, time ago. You can see how they. I mean, ago. you're giving the lineage of uh, center field, and they're saying, "Hey, uh, the lineage I'm talking about is still here." Like it's one of the guys like, you mentioned is here. playing so is, center field for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, so is the Yankees. Whatever, we didn't bring it up. I think it's. I think it's just saying, like, yeah, it's a cool video that Foolish Baseball did. Speaking, yeah, speaking, I like speaking of bad times, passing, passing. What? Well, just. I don't know if that's where you're about to go with bad times. Judge officially not in the lineup. Boone's about to talk. I, mean, I don't know. He was seen stretching on the field with the players on the team. Here we go. So, I don't know. It's fine. Got a zero, few more minutes to speculate. Zero, zero chance he was going to be in the lineup when Boone said what he said. So, no yeah. surprise there. I mean, I, I would hope they put him on the IL. If he can't play, just IL him and let him rest, like Trev said. There's no reason not to. Well, you're going to hear, you know, hopefully they don't go the Boone lies and says he's available to pinch hit and then when he's not, again, loud. But whatever. I was saying, speaking of bad time, let's move. What's that? 
Boone quote. Just feel, just felt like I wanted to wait at least another day. We'll see where he we're at in 24 hours. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right. Why don't they just say, dude? He feels something going on. We're being cautious with it. I don't know. They've dedicated themselves to this. Is how they operate. It's pretty frustrating. They're just testing different vaccines on them every day. Let's move on. Slump watch. BBD, can you update us on some of the guys that we put on Slump Watch last week? Are any of them, have any of them worked their way off? Are they staying? What do we got going on? So, Slump Watch, starting at the top, Keston Hura. No. He was on last week, and this week it kind of continued. One for 12, oh. five more strikeouts. Keston. So he's now one for 23 with 11 Ks. Keston's I think, uh, teetering a fine line, man. He's gonna stay on slump watch. Oh no! He's got. He's supposed to be a dude on the crew. Yeah, staying. Okay, who else? Jock Peterson. Uh, last series he was zero for ten, but he gets his first hit this series, two for eleven, and that hit was a home run, a walk, only three Ks. Jock, Jock, Jock. If we separate, if we separate, no, he only got one hit. Stays. It, it was a big home run. He stays. I think he's inching off. He stays for now. I think he's inching off. I think his teammate's about to leave. Yep. The other Cub on the list, Wilson Contreras, this week he goes two for nine, homer, two RBIs, two more walks, three Ks. That's that's yeah, that, that's, that's, that's that gets you off slump. Off. Yeah. Um, no he, claps. He only started in, in two games as well. Um, two for nine. I don't have him as two for nine. He went one for eight. He went one for five with a walk. Might be on the year he's there or something. I don't know. I just read the sheet. Yeah, on the year he's there. So, wait, hold on, though. Then, he, Jake, he went one for five with two walks and a homer. It's a 556 on base percentage, and the slugging's there because he got a homer. It's not as easy off as we're saying, but I can take him off if we want. Well, now we're double-checking stats, so I'm a little, a little thrown off. So, that was the Milwaukee series. Yeah. One for five, two walks, two hit by pitches. So he's, he's doing doing he's whatever he can. He's got a one dot OPS. Yeah, he's doing whatever he can. Yeah, no, he's off. That's how you get off. Lean I'm giving him a clap. Leave it. Lean into some. Five fifty six on base. The old yeah. uh, the old Conforto. Yeah. Okay. Ozzy Adley's this series two for ten with an RBI a walk, three Ks. After last week, going to he got a, he got a hit in two games out of the three. And it was only seven inning games, so he got less at bats than he would have liked. With a walk, um, it's uh no, it's still a two seven three OBP. He's, he stays. He's, he's had stays. one of the worst starts to the season. And he's too he, he two for twenty two is not he's good. too good to let him off with that. He's better. Yeah. So, okay. And our final review guy, Alex Verdugo, five for thirteen, four doubles, two RBIs, walk. I mean, impressively off the list. Impressively. That's how you get off slump watch. That's a great job by, by Doogie there. Just needed that raised pigeon to come into town. Mm. And now our additions. Yes. Rowdy Telez, oh, no. 0 for 16 with a walk. Rowdy! The first week of the year. Yeah, so I, I threw him on there. Researcher Max didn't have him on there, but I just, when we were talking about the Blue Jays earlier, I was looking at their team, and yeah, he hasn't got a hit yet this year. And he's only got one walk. So... It's the story Ellie curse. That's, that's a slump. That's a slump. That's a little slump watch. Story Ellie curse kicking in. Who else we got? 
Trey Mancini on the whole season, he's five for twenty-eight. Two of his five hits are extra bases, three RBIs, two walks, eleven Ks in that time. Um, I don't want him on slump watch. I mean, no, uh, it's no. he's, he's not, not on, on slump watch. It's, Cole he's, looks he's, gross. He's battling back, and it's early. You know, I mean, he gets a and that's that's like a two for three game away from yeah, being just, just fine. Like, yeah. Well, no, I mean he had a really bad bad series. He 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 went. He went one for 12 with one walk. If it wasn't Trey Mancini, it's definitely... He's having a big day today. Three for four. He's already off. Another guy who played against Mancini in that series. Aaron Hicks. On the year, he's two for 20. Only walked three times. A lot which is of people game. in my mentions about him. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, that's, it's a little interesting. He, he definitely should be on there. Um, yeah. He did have two RBIs. He went one for eight. With two RBIs and a walk, so. Uh, but, yeah, he's on there. It's looked rough to start the year. He only played two out of three, so it's always hard for me to. Well, the, even the season's body of work yeah. at this point. It's one yeah. week of stats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's on. And we got our first couple pitchers making their way onto mm. our watch because we've got multiple starts now. Max Freed, two starts, Good. seven innings, seven runs, 14 Oof. hits. Just not the start to the year he wanted. And, and Mad Bum yeah. also, two starts. Nine innings, 11 oh runs, 15 hits, five walks. A couple of your favorite lefties, Trev. They they both got to go on. Bum, Bumgarner and had two I, bad games, so I definitely he's definitely on there. Freed's first game was good, so it's kind of interesting. What do you got, Trev? I think he's thinks he thinks hi, more highly of himself, and like I think he should go on. I think it's a little bit of a motivating factor. Go on, let's let's. Go on so we can take you off, Maxie. Bumgarner for sure. I mean, but he's he's one start away from being sad watch. Taken off. You for know you're you're just bad and we don't care anymore, watch. I talked with him, uh talked about him with Rosie, and he was saying the same thing about Mad Bum, what's he gotta do? And then I started reading some articles, and this doesn't seem very Madison Bumgardner esque, but he has been um Trying out different arm angles, like dropping down. He's been messing with timing. Did you read a couple like articles that Madison Bumgarner would ever? Did you read do. a couple articles, or did you listen to me on my uh, TPP? Huh? Oh, I read a couple articles. A couple I don't articles. remember that oh, at yeah. all. That's the Sorry. only we talked about the only that? thing of substance I brought to the Diamondbacks TPP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that was a long time ago, Jim. We <laughs> talked a lot of baseball. Doing the Qua- but he's doing Cueto <laughs> shit, which you're right. Doesn't see- he was only doing it on the backfield, so I don't know if he did it in these two starts. In spring training, he's only doing it off camera. He wasn't doing it during games. You're right. I read that was in the article. So I, I, I apologize. Jim brought that to my attention, and I forgot. But that does, like, you, like I said, it doesn't seem like something <clears> Madison Bumgarner would do. you think he would just still go up there and throw 85 and try to muscle it by you or something. But It's a good slump watch edition. It's, it's almost yeah. sad watch already, but we'll, we'll mm. see how it goes. So that's what we're watching. Yeah. Pick it up, everyone. You're on. The opposite side of that coin, in Fuego. Mm. Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Boom. J.D. Martinez, Jake. Yep. On the season so far, 13 for 32 home runs, 12 RBIs. Pretty good. He's a good hitter. He's got his replay back. iPad guy. Yeah. He's a good hitter. Same with Contreras. Wasn't he the other guy? Or was it Baez on the Cubs? That was Baez. There's a couple Cubbies. 
Castellanos, he's been crazy. Four home runs, 10 for 23 to start the year. Jake already mentioned Ryan McMahon. We got Nate Lowe. Three homers, eight for 25, doing it for Texas. Akil Badu, we probably should have mentioned him earlier in the show. He's doing things that rookies have never done, like Grand Slam. It was like a Grand Slam, a walk-off, and something else. No rookie has ever done that in their first week of playing. He's making noise. Nelson Cruz, three homers, had a two-homer day, doing the damn thing. He's nine for 21. Those are all the hitters. You guys got anything about any of those guys? I think it's cool that Akil Badu has been doing it in front of his parents. Mm. I think that's awesome. We love the parent reaction. Also, former Minnesota Twins farmhand. He got rule fived. Yeah, pretty crazy. He was blocked. Pretty crazy. And I think he had Tommy John or something, or he had an injury. That's kind of why the, I think the Twins took the chance. And good on the Tigers, man. I mean, you talk about you might have just stumbled into a starting outfielder for seven years uh, by taking a flyer on that guy. Man, I, I think the ones that stand out, Glass now, you know. Uh, well, I didn't do the pitchers yet. Oh. I just did the hitters. Ah. Are you in the future, Yeah, Jake? a little bit. Are you? Yeah, okay. we got a bunch of pitchers that are on fire as well. Glass now, two starts, one earned run, wow. 15 Ks. He's looked really good. John Means for the Orioles. Uh, he had like, you know, he's got the stuff. He had a not a great year last year. He started strong, two starts, uh, one earned run as well. 11.2 pitches. Gossman, I mentioned him. He's 13-2 and two innings pitched with only two earned runs. Zach Granke, no surprise there. Jacob Junis, three mm. appearances, one start, seven innings pitched, zero earned runs. Good for him. And my dude Matt Boyd has had two good starts. So I'll throw him. I don't think he's on fire. I think the second start was kind of like seven innings pitched, three earned runs. But I'll just give him some love since I always give him hate. He's good. had a good start. Like so, yeah. That's nice of you, Jim. Yeah, bigger man. man Very nice Tigers. of you. Speaking of bigger man, Tyler Glass now, like I was talking about in the future. Uh, is this it? Like, is it happening? You know, we, we've been waiting for it for now, you know, t- 23 months. Is it all coming together for Big Tyler? Is it the some people are calling it the John Boy Media effect? I don't know. I don't know. Some people are referencing. I don't think anybody is calling it that. Some people are referencing the slider. Uh, but, yeah. In, interested to see how the big man years plays out If he does kind of put himself on that pedestal That MLB and everyone was ready to But but maybe the stats weren't all there yet Excited for him John Means, can he play himself onto the trade block? In for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be fun Dude, uh, Glass now, he went from not having a slider at all To now he's throwing it 35% of the time Like it's his number two Feature. pitch The curveball has dropped down to 10% I actually thought those three would be closer I, I maybe he's just going slider heavy the first time through because people have no one's seen it like opponents, and then second time through the division or the league he'll he'll balance out the curve and the slider a little more. So I still think it needs to be three. The the not the 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 two pitches should be closer. His problem was early too. Yeah, yeah. His problem was he was a two pitch pitcher, so the slider's nasty. But I think second time through, I'm interested to see if he bounces up the the curve, so people like. Trev can't just eliminate it from their scouting report. Ooh. Is there, this is in my head, I have a really weird thought going on, so I'm just going to share. Okay, perfect. Was there a time this offseason when Tyler was feeling um, extra cerebral? Because he is a cerebral person. We've heard him talk. He's. I feel like he's got a good grasp mentally. Do you think there was a time he looked in the mirror and said, I don't want to be known for my good looks. Mm. 
Like I'm more than mm. that. Like I almost feel like I'd want him to sh- like shave his head Ooh. and like maybe like put like you know how like in the there's movies where you want like, him to scar like, himself the, up. The, yeah, and just be like, I'm not a hot guy. I'm a good pitcher. Yeah. Like almost opposite of when like the the shy nerdy girl takes the glasses off and lets her hair down. Yeah. Like the opposite yeah. of that. I mean, I don't know if you ever seen Randy Johnson in his early years, but he was just dashing. Smooth skin, great hair, clean shaven. But he didn't want to be known for that. It's like I don't want to be a hot okay. pitcher. I want to be a bird killer. So yeah, maybe Glassnow uglies himself up. Good face scar. That'd be something. Good face scar is the play. Like shaving his head and then like stubble, but like not a beard. <laughs> I don't know. I think if I had the option to be a really good I don't know pitcher where I'm going plus good looking, I'd take that. Whatever. <laughs> He's so hot. It's ridiculous. Let's move it on. We got awards to give out. Awards. And elevator talk. We're running long today. Some good topics, though. I'll go first. I have an award. It's the best friend award. And I am, I told BBD, I'm thinking, I'm asking you guys if this should just be a segment we do. Like, uh, like maybe BBD gives this award out and then I'll come up with a new one, like a, a, a evergreen award. And all I'm doing is I made a Google sheet of every friend of the pod. They've had to be on talking oh. baseball, like come and not God. just friendly with us. Like they had to be on talking baseball and out of that pool of players, who was our best friend this mm. last series? Best friend of the week. Best friend of the series, yes. Yeah. So I think BBD will present this in the future. Right. I think it's a good one. Today, Reese Hoskins wins it. Taiwan Walker mm. was the re- and Jay Flair were the reasons I mm. thought of it. I was like, maybe those guys. Um, but Reese Hoskins had a crazy good series. 636 batting average. I mean, it's three games. Uh, he had seven hits. Four uh, four doubles, one homer. So he was our best friend this series. So I'm giving Reese Hoskins the best friend award. And I think in the future, this would be good if BBD just said, hey, BBD, who's our best friend this week? Bam. Best friend of the week. Yeah. Best friend of the series, yeah. Reese, Nice swing, Trev. You like that swing? I forget. Top five prettiest swings That's in baseball. Mm. Makes a hitting coach's job real That's easy when you got a guy like that. Who Trev, Reese. Oh. Good job, Reese. Trev, what's your award? Mine is the villain oh. award Ooh. of the week. Villain award of the week. Because of the year of the century, maybe. Because this team, everybody hates, but they don't care. I think they're starting mm. to finally just grasp it. It's the Houston Astros. Ah. Go ahead and pull up team statistics and click on pretty much anything. And the good ones, they're going to be on top. Hitting. Pitching, everything. Right now, OPS plus, they're first in the league with the 149 mm. OPS plus. That's 50% better than the rest of the league. I don't know if you guys know that. Pitching, they're third with the 177 ERA plus. They're doing everything. Now, we know not all of the guys are the villains on that team. You know, we talked about Stanek doing his thing. Oda Reeds is going to be making his debut here. Michael Brantley wasn't a part of any of that. But they're getting trash cans thrown at them. They're gonna be they're finally gonna be booed the entire year. And I think it's gonna work to their favor. This team looks so freaking good. It's scary. And like Correa is like leading the charge, and you can hate him all you want, but you gotta beat him on the baseball field. And not many people have been able to do that. I'm just 
I like watching this team. Does that make me a bad person that I'm kind of rooting for them to just to go do it this year? No, man. Because because they fucked baseball up, but this is a good team, man. No, because uh, that's why I'm so mad at the A's. Because you were so annoyed and you were going to get your vengeance and then they just walked all over you. And it almost, oh, it almost makes the Astros like the cool bad guy and the A's like the weak good guy. You like the A's? They're six and one right I now. I want to like the A's. They're six and one. They played. I want to like the A's. They play the two best teams in the division. Yeah, they they did play the two best teams in the division. Like yeah. they can easily make it up. Um, but no, I I'd love to hate the Astros, and I think that's what this is. I'm loving hating the Astros, and we talked about a team identity and needing one. Like as long as they buy into the evil villain, which Trev just gave the award, like they have their identity. Out of the 10, they've, they've had 10 players starting four games so far. One, two, three, four, five of them have an OPS that starts with one dot. So it's not just two guys carrying it. The pitching's been great. I talked no. about that. All the hitters have been great. My friend Alex, pretty good at third. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Jordan Alvarez is, is yes. doing scary stuff, man. Like, very special, like, baseball history special. I don't know, man. Dude, and, well, I guess it's something they'll have to deal with after the season, but it kind of got swept under the rug. I think people were just excited about baseball, but the whole Correa extension stuff, they kind of lowballed him pretty hard. And, man, if Correa keeps this up and just plays his game, he's lined up for a lot more than they were offering. And, Trev, I do feel like right now that guy is the heart. Like, he's he's the engine. He, can't get he him out. wants it. He does it on the field. He does it off the field. Like, it's, it's going to be an interesting story. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to empty the Brinks truck, or is someone else going to step up and pay that guy? I don't. I mean, look at it's funny if you look at their numbers back-to-back, Correa and Bregman. OBP, 406-407, slugging 643-640, OPS 1.049, 1.047. These guys are mirroring each other, both villains. Everybody loves to hate both of them, and they're just saying, you know what, I'm sick of it. And how about I'm how about Dr. It. Smooth with a casual uh, yeah. 7 for 13 out of the gate, 538? Who's he platooning with? How come he's yeah. only played four of the seven games? I know BBD's been yelling for some Almeida. He's, he's just a little older, yeah, I think. Keep him off his he's 34. Feet. And Carlos Correa is 26 years old. Are you kidding me? Dude, that's it got overlooked. The Astros offered him like 100 mil or something. 126, and he 120. He's selling door bag, baby. That's insane. They offered right? him that. <laughs> they offered him $20 million a year. He's 26 years old. Oh man, yeah, it's it's just one of those things, man. Like I almost find myself, I find myself kind of rooting for them, which is in my mind, I don't. It's it's bizarro land. Was but, Brantley banged up because he missed three games in a row, then came back? So it didn't seem smooth. like. If what are you guys going to do? Yeah, he was. He's back though. If Carlos Correa gets signed by the Yankees, like you're what like the hell fuck for is him. Go on? Yeah, I mean, A Rod was a Yankee. They're the same guy. Makes sense. It's a great point, Jim. It's a great Peter point. Rosa was calling for that on MLB Network the other day. Well, everyone is now because Glaber's looked bad. And it's fun. Yeah. All right, Jake, what is your award? You have to pivot your award. Yeah, I did. Trev I, stole yours. I've actually done two pivots now. Um, someone else got me juiced up before, but we talked about them a lot. 
Uh, I am going to do the Isle Seat Award. The Isle Seat Award Prestige. It's what players go into the season wanting. Mm-hmm. I'm an Isle Seat guy. The Isle Seat. Boys, we talked about this a little bit. I didn't know if we were going there, too. There's one thing. There's two things you got to look out for when you're in the aisle seat. Your feet and those elbows, baby. Conforto. We already talked about the hit-by-pitch stuff, and now everybody's talking about you. Mets, Lindor, you're the story of baseball for the day. Yankees, Mets, little brother, big brother, back pages, all that crap. One, Michael Conforto, pretty good ball player. Go check out the baseball reference. Guy's got a career 127 OPS plus and 840 OPS. You got your announcer spitting the truth on you. Ron Darling, our guy, loves reading Trevor Plouffe's stuff. I saw Conforto's face, and I didn't fully recognize him. Like, he's an outfielder in New York that's been a good ball player for a few seasons now. Well, guess what, dude? Now people are seeing you. Now people know you. And you're supposed to be a part of this Mets team, middle of the lineup, hitting lefty. He's gotten, man, he's got a couple nine OPS seasons out there. Like, hey, man, now everyone's going to be watching you. And so a lot of people are just not going to like you because of that one moment in time. So, hey, man, 2021 season, the Mets, Lindor, Alonzo, you've had some guys come in around you to help you out in that lineup. I'm watching Conforto the rest of the season. I want to see how he reacts. I wonder if he picks up a little villain in his game. Or maybe he just goes and rides Mr. Smile the whole way. But, Mikey, watch those elbows. Keep hitting, and you'll be beloved. But if you start, <laughs> if he starts having a tough year, people are going to hate on him. Well, he's not hitting. I mean, that's... Uh, early, early. Yeah. 176 batting average, 535. Guy's been a really good ball player. He's gotten overshadowed by that monster in right field for the Yanks. Hey, he might be hurt again. Conforto, go out and start winning some headlines. Go hit, kid. Go hit. I mean, it was so funny when that game, the Mets broadcast. I think it was Hernandez. They're like, what do you do here? And they're like, oh, you walk, you, you walk Lindor. Conforto has been struggling pretty hard. And then, and then it was like, strike one, strike two, foul ball, foul ball, strike three, little elbow shot. Get your knees, touch your elbows. A lot of a uh, free agent after this year. He is. He's been around for longer than you think. Yeah, he's 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 um made four mil in 2019, eight mil last year, making twelve point two this year in his last year of control. You're right. I don't know a lot about Michael Gonzalez. Right. I just don't. I know he's like a decent player, but like his numbers are legit, and he's making a lot of freaking money, and he's gonna get paid a lot. He's gonna be age 29. I mean, yeah. It's it's good. It up, Spotlight's on you now, kid. Turn it up. Enjoy it. All right. He also shouldn't be like villainized for that. What I mean, come on. Like it was a, a It happened. Bad call. Yum's fault. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't care that he it did. Happened. It happened. Yeah. A lot of people are always gonna hold that over his head though. Don't be defined by that, Conforto. How about that? Right now, like I think of that picture of his mom that everyone tweets out all the time when I hear Conforto. Hot mom? Yeah. Um, Not familiar. Um, Clem, Mets fan. Anytime uh, he hits a home run, tweets out the picture and says Conforto bomb. So that's what like comes to my head. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right, let's go to elevator talk. I'm going to spin the wheel. Two minutes on the clock. 
one team. If you're stuck in an elevator with a fan of this team, here's some fodder for you. One, two, three. Unless if it's, unless it's a team that's got too much play already, we will respin. The Detroit Tigers. Oh. What you got on them, Jake? It's been a Keel Badu season all season, whether it's talking baseball, farm to fame, Chris Rose. It's kind of – he's been low-key one of the stories of baseball so far. What are so, we? so if We're you f- get in that elevator and you don't say how yeah. about that's Badu kid, you, you kicked off the elevator? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of got to be the first thing out of your mouth. We're 3-3. Three and three. What do we got? We got a weekend series with Believeland coming up. Mm-hmm. Starting off with Zach Plesak. I don't know if there's any ads to be had there. Jimmy's dumb prop bet of the day is Zach Plesak. Is that what you were talking about? He's, he's, he's scheduled to come on sequence. Double ads. It's, it's going to be wow. a I'm wow. No one's really hitting besides Akil Badu. Ooh. Um, Heimer's got some base hits, Come but on, no no slugging. Yeah, what about, yeah, what about Wilson Ramos? Wilson Ramos has four hits. Buffalo um, season. Yeah, he's got four hits. Half of them have left the building, yeah, babe. Yeah. Um, I mean, Boyd's been I mean, good. My dude has Boyd's been hits. good. We talked yeah. about that. <laughs> it's early. <laughs> uh, Boyd's been good. I mean, Tehran's been good. Casey Mize had a, a good start. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really know what you're looking for. Fulmer out of the pen. Starting pitching for starting pitching has been good for the Detroit Tigers. They're five hundred, right? So that's that's good <laughs> for them. I don't know where Detroit Tigers fans lie. Do you want to be really crappy this year? Should you get a high draft pick? I'm not. Really you sure just want the rookies to be up, good. Like I don't like. Who cares if um, Ramos is good? You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't think that matters. Casey Mize, man, is the Casey Mize train going to pick up this year? Something special happens. Yeah. It's the Badoo train right now. I'm rooting for that. Maybe that's okay, Jim. I think we just found it. If you're the Tigers, the the young guys need to keep passing the baton. Like Akil Badu, he's got these first like week first week, maybe hopefully the first couple weeks of the season locked up. Mm-hmm. Storyline, rule five, it's got all of it. I think he's got to pass the torch to Casey Mize. All right. I like that. See you guys. They got uh They got Cleveland, then they got Houston coming up. So two fun series for them. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend series. Jake sucks.